Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, telecom might be dying, but voice is alive and well. I'll predict in the next five to 10 years, we won't have keypads, you know, the typing. Typing will look back and think of that's funny. That was like the fax machine or the voice a mail machine we once had. It'll be like, wow, you guys actually typed? We used to. We did that for about, you know, 100 years. With all the changes that have happened in the world of communication, many people say, hey, voice is dead. I don't need to talk to anybody anymore. The reality of telecommunications is actually more complex, and voice may be about to make a big, big comeback. Jim Kenevick is CEO of Better World Telecom and experienced telecom entrepreneur, and we're going to talk about these trends. Jim, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, uh, I see all these millennials and older people uh, texting away and telling me, I got no time for voice, but... Uh, I hear voice is the common thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, voice is alive and well. I think when people thought of telecommunication or telecoms, you know, that's something in the, I'm going to call mid-90s to early 2000 kind of peak. There was a lot of investment, a lot of fiber being built and lit up. And then it kind of went away through a lot of, I'm going to call it just the dot-com bust. And here we are about 15 years later. And because of the broadband, because of software, uh, voice is always around, and what and it's there's a new look to voice, and voice will be big, and it'll be bigger. And specifically, what I'm talking about is, you know, today everyone uses their phones texting, but imagine and they use their phones for talking, but imagine all these software applications and all these software programs actually have voice embedded in them. So all of a sudden, you can now suddenly just call Jonathan, and it picks up and it calls you. I think that uh, maybe to a certain extent, uh, what what's happened is we, many of us, grew up in a world of copper line. And to, mm -hmm. I'm old enough to remember dial phones, God help me. But, uh, you know, phone, there was a number. There right. was a number associated with a house or with a business. Right. And and that was that. And and so as we moved into the world of virtual telephony and then the Internet, in order to maintain some sort of user compatibility or friendliness right. we kept using phone numbers as the yeah. identifier but phone numbers no longer really are phone numbers are they no 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 in fact you know if you want to if you know somebody's name then you will be able to find who they you will be able to contact them it's going to be very simple um, what's nice also is the way the world will be working and it already is working so when i say the world i mean it will be common for everyone but it already is happening today there are many companies that are using, we call it CPaaS, which is communications platform as a service. And so imagine you have a, you live in, let's call it an Oracle world, you live in a Salesforce world, you're doing your Microsoft uh, 360 stack, and then all of a sudden you have your Google Docs. But anytime we want some information, we have to go in each one of those applications or to share it. Imagine I can suddenly share it with my voice. Send these files to Jonathan. Boom, here's your Excel spreadsheet. Or what's, uh, if I want to know what's going on in Salesforce, you can send me the marketing pipeline. And all of a sudden I have that. So it's going to allow us to work much more frictionless. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fast. And the world we live in is always on. So I think voice is also changing because we're not going to be, I'll predict in the next five to 10 years, we won't have keypads. You know, the typing. Typing will look back and think of that's funny. That was like the fax machine or the voice a mail machine we once had will be like, wow, you guys actually typed? It's like, yeah, we used to. We did that for about, you know, 100 years. But with our voice and the authenticity that's coming with our voice, we're going to have voice DNA prints. Mm -hmm. So we're going to actually say, open the door. And it's going to open up the door to my house, open up the door to my car. 
So voice is going to be a really, really, really big opportunity in the next uh, 10 to 15 years here. So what you describe obviously creates enormous opportunities and and also challenges, sounds like, for the federal government. You know, we're, mm. we're the cybersecurity capital of the world and we're the data capital of the world for big reasons. What do you think the opportunities are for the government and local entrepreneurs with this coming change? Well, I mean, there's a, a tremendous amount of opportunity in the Washington area with the way technology is emerging. Anytime there's a shift in technology, there's always an opportunity to bring those new ideas, those new systems, the, the new way of communicating to the federal government because they have to keep up. And the reality, it's actually will drive more efficiency um, it'll be more cost effective. And, you know, in today's world, it's all about being efficient and being cost effective. Uh, no matter where you work, whether it's in Washington, D.C. or you're in uh, upstate Vermont, you know, as long as you have your authenticated files and you're always on, then it's going to allow people to live the life that they want to live without getting stuck in traffic. It does strike me that the world that what we're moving towards you describe is, is literally one where I will be able to talk with Siri or, or Alexa or whatever and yeah. say, hey, call Jim. It will execute a series of software-related commands. We'll go out into a, the, the world, the, the Internet, will locate a device that's associated with you and know which device is currently closest to you and then will route my voice to you. That, to my mind, raises all types of issues around privacy, interconnectivity. How are we going to... When literally anybody is going to be no more than a, hey, call Jim right. away, how are we going to manage all this information? Yeah. No, it's going to be, there's going to, a lot to learn. It's like when the internet first came out in early 1995, a lot of people, you looked at the old Today shows, uh, there's people that didn't even know what the internet was, yeah. and there was no rules. It was the wild, wild west. And, you know, this voice is an opportunity for the wild, wild west, whether it's privacy, whether it's security, whether it's functionality, um, whether it's efficiency. You know, who has access? How do you have access? How do you authenticate? Um, and, you know, as we see this with Surrey, we see this with Alexa, you know, digital assistants are actually becoming more and more, I'm going to call it powerful and available. It's like, you know, pretty soon you can say, hey, I want to find out all the different locations of X, Y, and Z in this area. And you'll go have lunch and you'll come back and your digital assistant will scour the databases, put out your report and either and select the ten top 10 for you. And you'll be like, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so there's going to be. It's a. I think it's a really a great time to be alive in this in this in this world because technology is is changing faster than it's ever changed before. It sounds to me also that this may be the the killer app that truly moves us away from holding phones to perhaps having augmented reality glasses or just a small device in our ear. It sounds to me yeah. like this is going to change how we interact with technology. Yeah, it is definitely a leading indicator. We, we are moving that way. Um, it's not a myth. It's a fact. Um, we see it. Wall Street embraces these public companies that are that are doing that. Um, it's definitely and, and com companies that are customers are actually seeing a 10 percent improvement on productivity. So they're in. Existing investment in their tech stack, they're actually getting 10% more. So when you can actually point that out as a use case, I think it's really a compelling opportunity to say, oh, and it's easy to use. You know, we don't have to, 
you know, you and I know how to talk, right? So it's not like we have to learn a new language. It's not like I have to learn a bunch of different code or it's just very natural. It's very easy. And I can do that for my car or walking the dog or here in the studio. I love when we get a chance to talk about big trends and this is a really large one. So Jim, thanks for taking the time to join us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was Jim Kenefick, CEO of Better World Telecom. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.